0: Hello, I'm Liam. You're listening to Liam's Bedtime Stories. We're reading The Hunchback of Notre Dame for tonight's bedtime story. The Hunchback of Notre Dame is about a hunchback who gets left out of everyday activities. Do you know what feeling left out of a game feels like? Now come on, let's start reading The Hunchback of Notre Dame by Victor Hugo. In the city of Paris, the bells of Notre Dame were ringing. In the street below, a gypsy puppeteer named Clopin spoke to the children crowded around his wagon. Listen, they are beautiful. No, he declared, pointing skyward. And high, high up in the dark bell tower lives a mysterious bell ringer. Hush, and Clopin will tell you a tale, a tale of a man and a monster. The story began on a dark night. In the shadow of Notre Dame, a boat carrying several gypsies drifted silently down the river. Four guilders for safe passage into Paris. The boatman told the group, but as soon as the gypsies stepped ashore, soldiers arrested them. The fearsome judge, Claude Frollo, emerged from the shadows. The judge noticed that the gypsy woman was carrying a bundle. Stolen goods, no doubt, he said. Take them from her. Frightened, the woman started to run. Frollo chased her through the streets of Paris. The woman ran up the steps of the cathedral with Frollo galloping after her. As he grabbed the bundle, she fell and hit her head. Her eyes fluttered shut, never to open again. From inside the bundle came the sound of crying. A baby? murmured Frollo. He drew back the cover and gasped. A monster! The Archdeacon of the Cathedral told Frollo, To pay for this woman's death, you must keep the child and raise it as your own. Then let him live with you, locked away in the bell tower. Frollo replied, Someday he might prove useful to me. Frollo named the child Quasimodo, which means half-formed. As the boy became a young man, his form remained as misshapen as ever. But his strength was beyond that of ordinary men. With his strong arms, he rang the bells until they were as much a part of his life as the stone gargoyles on the cathedral walls. When Quasimodo was alone, some of the gargoyles spoke to him. Look, exclaimed Hugo, peering down into the square. Today is the Festival of Fools. Are you going to watch, Quasi? Quasimodo just shrugged and went inside. Larvin watched him sadly and said, What good is watching him party if you never get to go? The gargoyles followed him into the tower. Quasimodo was gazing at the miniature city he had carved. It was the closest he had ever come to the outside world. I'd like to go, but I'd never fit in out here. there. He told his friends, Victor said you should go. It would be an e- educational experience. Just then, Frollo appeared in the doorway, and the gargoyles turned back to stone. Don't even think about going to the festival, he told his charge. They'll laugh at you and call you a monster. Quasimodo hung his head. Yes, master, he said. You are my only friend. On the streets below, a handsome newcomer led his horse, Achilles, through the crowds. His name was Phoebus. Passing a gypsy dancer, he stopped and stared. She was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen. Esmeralda smiled warmly at him as she danced with her goat, Dijila. Suddenly, another gypsy sounded a warning before the dancers could flee. Two soldiers stopped Esmeralda and accused her of stealing. Dijila quickly butted one of the soldiers as the pair hurried off. Phoebus commanded Achilles to sit on the other soldier. Oh, I'm so sorry, Phoebus said. Naughty horse! One of the soldiers waved his dagger at Phoebus. I'll teach you a lesson, peasant, he raged. Phoebus pulled back his cloak, revealing a captain's uniform. At ease, lieutenant, he said. And now would you please direct me to the Palace of Justice? Once at the palace, Phoebus was taken to Frollo. Well, captain, the judge greeted him. You've arrived just in time to help me stamp out the gypsy. We're searching for the hideout, a place called the Court of Miracles. When we find it, we will- Crush them like ants. Frollo didn't know Quasimodo had decided to join the festival after all. Caught up in the wild celebration, Quasimodo stumbled and landed at the feet of Esmeralda. Quickly, he pulled his hood over his face. Are you hurt, she asked. Here, let me see. She drew back the hood and said, There, no harm done. By the way, that's a great mask. Later, Esmeralda danced. Quasimodo gazed at her, remembering her kindness At the reviewing stand, Frollo and Phoebus also watched the beautiful viewers. Next, it was time for the big event, choosing the ugliest man and crowning him the King of Fools. Esmeralda encouraged Quasimodo to participate, but as soon the crowd realized who he was, it's the bell ringer of Notre Dame, someone called. At Clopin's urging, the people crowned Quasimodo as the new King of Fools. The cheers soon changed to jeers, however, as the people turned against him. Quasimodo saw Frollo and cried, Master, please help me, but Frollo did nothing. He wanted to teach Quasimodo a lesson about disobeying him. Esmeralda could not stand the cruelty. She freed Quasimodo and faced Judge Frollo. You mistreat this poor boy the same way you mistreat my people, she told him. Furious, Frollo cried, Captain Frollo! Phoebus arrest her, but Esmeralda got away. She disguised herself and slipped into the cathedral with Dijili. Phoebus managed to follow her. Esmeralda faced her pursuer. When she lunged at him, Phoebus said, You fight almost as well as a man. Funny, I was going to say the same thing about you, she replied. Phoebus promised Esmeralda that he wouldn't arrest her in the cathedral. When Frollo arrived, the captain kept his word. She claimed sanctuary, he said. We can't arrest her here. Frollo turned to the young gypsy women. I have soldiers at every door, he said. Sit one foot outside and you'll be arrested. After Frollo and Phoebus had gone, Esmeralda took a moment to pray for all the world's outcasts. When she looked up, she saw Quasmito watching her. She and Dejila followed him up to the bell tower. Esmeralda was amazed to see Quasimodo's toy model of the city. Beyond it were the bells, which he introduced her by name as if they were people. You helped me, Quasimodo turtle. now I will help you. He gathered Esmeralda and Dijilli into his arms and swung down the side of the cathedral out of the soldier's view. Reaching the ground, he said, I'll never forget you, Esmeralda. Then Esmeralda handed him a necklace. She told him if he... Ever needed sanctuary, it would lead him to the Court of Miracles. When Quasimodo climbed back up, Phoebus was waiting for him. Quasimodo growled, no soldiers, get out. He chased Phoebus down the stairs, swinging a burning torch. Phoebus told him, if you see Esmeralda, tell her I didn't mean to trap her here. I was only trying to save her, and tell her she's lucky to have a friend like you. When Frodo learned that Esmeralda had escaped, he was enraged. His soldiers searched the city for her. At one home, Frollo questioned the owners, then ordered Phoebus to burn their house. Phoebus refused. The judge reminded his captain, You were trained to follow orders, not the orders of a madman, Phoebus replied. Frollo sentenced Phoebus to death on the spot, but someone wearing a cloak and hood was watching from the back of the crowd. It was Esmeralda. She picked up a stone and flung it at Frollo's horse. The animal reared, and in the confusion, Phoebus leaped onto Frollo's horse and galloped away. Get him, cried Frollo. The soldiers launched a shower of arrows. One of them hit Phoebus. He tumbled off the horse into the river. The soldiers watched as he disappeared into the water. But after they left, Esmeralda dived into the river and rescued Phoebus. He was badly hurt. Desperate, Esmeralda took Phoebus to the cathedral. Please hide. Phoebus here, she begged. Quasimodo promise you won't let him come to any harm. Quasimodo promised, and Esmeralda hurried away. Quasimodo hid Phoebus under a table just before Judge Frollo arrived. Frollo hissed, I know you helped that cunning gypsy girl escape. She tricked you, but I know where her hideout is, he lied. And at dawn, I will attack with a thousand men. He whirled around and stormed off. Phoebus heard everything. In pain, he rose to his feet and asked Quasimodo to help him find the Court of Miracles. I cannot disobey my master again, Quasimodo told him. Aren't you Esmeralda's friend? The soldier wondered. Then Phoebus staggered off to search for the Court of Miracles on his own. The Gargoros watched as Quasimodo made his decision. He would help his friend. Quasimodo caught up with Phoebus and showed him the necklace. It's a map, he said. Together, they followed it to a cemetery. They went down a secret passage and soon found themselves surrounded by gypsies disguised as skeletons. Clopin accused the two of being Frollo's spies. These men aren't spies, they're our friends, shouted Esmeralda. The gypsies listened as Phoebus warned them of Frollo's planned attack. I never could have found you without Quasimodo's help, he added. "'Nor could I,' said the booming voice of Judge Frollo. Without knowing it, Quasimodo and Phoebus had led the judge and his soldiers to the hideout. Frollo accused Esmeralda of being a witch. She would pay with her life. Phoebus and the gypsies were arrested and Quasimodo was chained up in the bell tower. Soon it was time for Esmeralda's sentence to be carried out. "'Your day has come, gypsy,' Frollo told Esmeralda as he lit the fire." Suddenly, there was an anguished cry from the cathedral. Quasimodo had broken his chains. He swung down from the bell tower and lifted the unconscious Esmeralda in his arms. Fighting off soldiers, he made his way back to the cathedral where he cried, Sanctuary! 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 Furious Frollo ordered an assault on the cathedral. In the confusion, Phoebus escaped. He freed the others and called, Citizens of Paris! Frollo has declared war on Notre Dame herself. Will we allow it? No, they roared. With the help of Hugo and Victor and Quasimodo, heated up a vat of molten lead, just as the soldiers were about to batter down the cathedral doors. He poured it to flow out of the downspouts of the bell tower. The soldiers scattered. Come and see Esmeralda. We've beaten them back, cried Quasimodo, but Esmeralda did not move. As Quasimodo kneeled by his friend's side, Frollo appeared in the doorway. Quasimodo saw that Frollo meant to harm him. They struggled, and Quasimodo knocked Frollo to the floor. There was a soft moan behind him. Esmeralda was alive. Quasimodo scooped up Esmeralda and hurried out onto the roof with Frollo in pursuit. Quasimodo lost his balance, but Esmeralda grabbed her friend's hand just as he fell over his side. Frollo lunged with the sword. The drain spout he was standing on broke off. Frollo fell to his doom. Esmeralda lost her grip on Quasimodo, and he fell too. He didn't fall far, though, because Phoebus, one floor below, reached out and caught him. As dawn arrived, the doors of the cathedral opened. Phoebus and Esmeralda walked into the sunlight hand in hand. Behind them, shy at first and then growing more confident, was Quasimodo. Cheering, the crowd lifted Quasimodo onto the shoulders and paraded him through the square. Quasimodo, the hunchback of Notre Dame, knew that he was a prisoner no more. Wow, what a wonderful story. The hunchback finally got what he wanted to be included. Sometimes you have to act on what you want in life. So ask questions and be curious. This has been Liam on Liam's Bedtime Stories. Thanks for listening and join us next time when we read another bedtime story. Peace.